Hello and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. It is so nice to see the sun out shining today because yesterday we kind of had like this little yucky spell, huh? Yeah, it, it snowed again. But thankfully, yeah, the sun's out today. Hopefully it's going to melt it all off. We're excited too because we'll be up in Boulder this weekend. So we really wanted the weather to be nice for that because we'll be attending Frankie Sanchez Jr.'s boxing match. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. He was on a previous episode called Dedication and Determination. And so we're wishing him well on that. Yeah, so hopefully that'll be a good thing. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, just that whole thing of evolving and evolving into that person we want to be. And so we thought we'd continue on with that. Yeah, like what it means to evolve. It's always funny because there's a thing that Eckhart Tolle says about being and becoming, Yeah, you know, and being in the present moment, but becoming also. So it's kind of like this balance of how do you make that happen? Definitely. And I mean, it's something that you just learn throughout your life. It's just a, a progression and hopefully a natural one, because, you know, we always hope that we're evolving as we go along and getting stronger mentally. Well, I think the other thing you hope for is that you don't have to have some catastrophic thing happen to you in order to kind of jumpstart that and evolution. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that that's, I mean, sometimes that that's the way it does happen. And I mean, I guess, you know, sometimes whatever inspires you to make those changes and become stronger and that then it's, I think that it's worth it, but it's hard when it comes through some kind of traumatic something, thing. something traumatic. Yeah. Do you find that like, I mean, I think we've always talked in our relationship about evolving and, you know, I think as a therapist, that's something I do on a regular with my clients is I'm, I'm always talking to them about how do we get to that next step in our own growth, right? You know, I'm not talking about other stuff. I'm talking about our mental growth. I'm very holistic in my approach. So it's not just our mental or physical and it's our spiritual growth because they're all tied in together. And I think sometimes people are out of balance because they're working on this, but not this or... And I think when we're talking about that evolving, I think it's, you get to that place where it's more balanced. Right. And I think that for us, when, when your dad passed away, that was a very traumatic event for you. Yes. So I think that was a pivotal place in our, in for you. I got meningitis at that time too. So everything was just completely out of whack. Yeah. It was very traumatic for us because of so much happening in such a short time. Right. I mean, that is true. And it's when something like that so traumatic is happening to you, the last thing you're thinking about is growth. So it comes through that natural progression that you're able to see things differently in hindsight or that, you know, it's because that whole process is such a, you're so devastated in those moments, you cannot see clearly what you learn from it until until later. Well, I think it also, I think it also helps to learn in those process, you know, in the, in the grief and loss process about just how strong we are and the resiliency we can have. You know, I think those things come through and I think that's part of that growth process. Yeah, definitely. You know, is making those steps to healing, mm -hmm. you know, and then have this situation, then both of us in 2010 didn't have a job. Right. And I think that was a really pivotal thing because then we started really, we'd already started reading books like The Secret and, 
just some of Eckhart Tolle's things. I had already read that A New Earth. And so it was those things that, and that's why it's important. We can find those things in many, many different ways. Today we have podcasting. Yes. Jump on. We talk about, you know, if you're looking about growth, jump on. That's what we talk about. What is that growth process? Yeah. But there's so many people out there now and there's a podcast for everybody. Right. I think that that is such an important thing. Books are a great thing. Definitely. I mean, I think that that's been a really important part in my process for sure. I feel like that. And it's interesting because I think as you go along, sometimes if you're putting out there that energy of wanting to grow and just become stronger mentally and, and everything, then you're kind of guided to the right thing. I feel like that you want to read or that, that really does help the process along. I know that you had recommended, you've recommended or given me a couple of books and they've really resonated with me. And I feel like really helped me in just getting out of that headspace of overthinking things and just taking that moment away. You know how you were talking about the balance between becoming and just that whole thing is it's about taking that time and that space to be present so that, you know, you can absorb and just have that, that natural progression. Well, and I think that's really true. I think what we don't realize is that we are so much in our head. And part of that growth thing is when you learn not to be in your head. And it's kind of a weird thing because I think we're taught to be in our head because we, we even teach people, I think from the time kids are little, we teach that thing of overthinking. Mm -hmm. or just those messages we give. And I don't think that oftentimes adults are giving those messages with an intention to do harm. Oh, no, because I think people don't even realize that they're doing it, that you need to take that time and space, that quiet. It's that stillness where that you get those answers and that you're able to slow everything down and not to be so overwhelmed by life and everything that's happening around you because we do stay in our head so much. We're so busy thinking about, you know, what needs to be done and all that. But if you can just take that moment away, then you realize it does. It presents maybe a different solution you never thought of before. It's just being able to take that time out away from it. But I think that we do, we stay in there, our heads so much that that's a lot of times I think why people are get into that place of, you know, we kind of do a self-medicating where they, you know, oh my God, I just need a drink to <laughs> kind of settle down or whatever like that. But it's kind or of- Or if you're in Colorado and it's legal, then somebody, I need a little puff, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every, you know. Whatever it is. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that those are bad things or anything like that, you know, but when it can become, you know, if that becomes your only outlet because you're trying to shut down the mind. Or, you know, you know, even when we're not doing that, people will be there like, oh, I'm going to just go sleep. Yeah. So it can even be sleep. Sleep is a big thing. So when people are having issues, a lot of times I'm just going to go sleep because I'm going to sleep everything away. Yeah. And I think the problem that we have with that is that it's not a healing process all the time. Right. Sleep helps us to heal. Don't Mm -hmm. Sleep is very important for that healing process of us, but it is not when we're at that place where we're trying to use it as a coping mechanism in a way, you know, and I think that a lot of people do those things. And, you know, and if you're listening, start thinking about, and starting to identify, and I think that's the big thing we talk about is how do we identify the things that are holding us back, but also how do I, we identify those things 
that are propelling us forward as well. Mm -hmm. Because there will always be a combination of both, I think, in all of us. Mm -hmm. But it's what we're giving focus to. And oftentimes, that focus for a lot of people is that negative space. Yeah. So I think that's something that's a little bit different. And, and when we start to have an awareness, and like I say, I always tell my clients, my job is to help you have an awareness to, if you don't have an awareness to what is going on, you cannot change it. Exactly. We've talked about how the importance of self-analysis in all of this. I mean, you know, like I said, doing some of those things are great. They're fun or whatever, just to escape. But if it becomes a crutch at some point, then it's no longer, you know, everything you do, if you can do it in moderation, and we talk a lot about balance, and that's really what it comes down to. And I think too, when you look at that, you know, we're talking about that self-analysis. Self-analysis can be hard because First off, what makes it hard for people is because once again, they overthink. So when we're talking about self-analysis, we're not talking about self-criticism. Right. And I think a lot of people go to that place of, oh my God, yeah, I remember when I did, I heard that person. Oh my God, I'm such a horrible person. And then they go on this snowball thing. And I tell people, no, when we talk about self-analysis, it's, it's sitting back and say you did hurt somebody and you're thinking, you know, that's not a good thing or whatever. Just sit there and say, you know what? I hurt that person. and it wasn't my intention or I want to rectify it or whatever that is, then the thing becomes, what was it about me in that moment that was I heard about something else? Was I not really communicating what was going on internally with me? Or was it my internal thing that drove a conversation yeah. that became hurtful? Mm-hmm. In doing that self-analysis, it is not being self-critical because those are two very different things. And you don't want to go there because then once again, you're stuck in your head again. Right. And it's not beneficial. Yeah. But I am amazed. And like I said, I've done this job for 20 plus years. And I am amazed at how many times people get into these, I call it the hamster on the wheel. It's like, you almost feel like you're doing more because you have more thought going. So it's like, but when you look at it, the hamster really hasn't gone anywhere. Right. They're just basically going in a circle. And that's why I tell my clients, you are just going in a circle. You think you are doing something like if, if you start this process, well, I'm going to think about this. Okay. Who cares? You're thinking. Mm-hmm. That's our problem. We overthink. Yeah. This has been my message all week to my clients. You're overthinking. Stop overthinking. Mm-hmm. Just put it on pause. Yeah. Because when we're overthinking, we do not have the ability to look at solutions. We don't even have the ability to find out why not to realize that we have the capability of stopping that. Mm -hmm. We don't understand our power in it. We've posted a lot of times on Facebook about practicing the pause. And I think that's part of that self-analysis when you can see where you need to practice that pause, because sometimes you get immediately triggered by something. So that's part of that being able to understand why did I go there? Where am I coming from in here? That's creating that. I think that's a big thing. And you know, when we talk about this, that that art of being and becoming and just that self-analysis that leads into that evolution of who we are meant to be, it's being kind to ourselves. It's holding yeah. space for ourselves. Yeah. Sometimes we can be very good about holding space for others, but we are not good at holding space for ourselves. Definitely. And I think when we do that, that's when we start to run into these problems. And, and once again, it becomes that self-criticism and stuff like that. So really working on stopping some of that. 
And, you know, one of the things I work a lot with my clients and I had another client this week, two of them actually, because one of the things I work with them on is that thinking, that thinking process starts and it's that it's negative or sometimes it's just an overwhelming thought or whatever, but it is faulty thinking. Mm-hmm. Somebody's sitting there thinking about their past. Well, I could have, should have done this. That's faulty thinking because you have no ability to go and change anything in your past. Right. Okay. So my thing is I always tell them when you start having those, simply send a message to your brain that this is faulty thinking. Yeah. And this week, two of my clients, that worked. Our brain knows what that means. You know, and it's a big thing that I really push with my clients is this is faulty thinking. You cannot say this is bad thinking or good thinking because guess what? We'll change good and bad, mm-hmm. but faulty does not change in that aspect. Right. A faulty wire is a faulty wire. And then when we are able to identify that faulty thinking, then we're able to rewire where that neurotransmitter fires and then it's no longer faulty thinking. Then it can become some of resolution or just whatever it is that that person is working towards. Right. But we get so caught up in that. You know, we talk constantly about, you know, listening to other people's opinions and how we take them on and make them ours and they're not, but we will live our life. And that's why our life feels incongruent and never feels settled. If I'm living somebody else's life, I'm living my life based on somebody else's opinion. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm never going to feel settled. I'm never going to feel at peace. And the reason I can't feel at peace is because I'm living somebody else's life. Exactly. So that self-analysis, I think, is really big. Yeah. You know, we talk about that a lot. Is this our thought? Is this really our opinion? Or is this something else? Right, exactly. And you do, you have to do that because you'll become so identified with something in an instance like that, because the brain just goes. And it is, it really is about taking that moment. And like we say, practicing the pause and doing that self analysis and realizing that Maybe you're coming from a place of those other voices. Well, and I always tell my clients too, you know, everything that's happened in our life, it's stored somewhere in us. We may not be able to access it, mm-hmm. but it is there because it happened. Therefore, it is stored in somewhere. And we don't always have the ability to access those things. And because of that, people, but that because it's stored somewhere in us, it can be in the back. It can be that little nagging thing in the back that you kind of, you're there like, well, I have this feeling, but I don't know why. I don't, sometimes it's that. Mm-hmm. It's that thing that's stored that we are still letting play out. But if we don't ever do that self-analysis, we don't ever sit and really explore those things. We don't know. Mm-hmm. That art of becoming, of being and becoming is a balancing act. It really is. You know, and I think it's an amazing journey. I think it's something that really has the ability to, put so many people at ease and just, you just get to a place. And, you know, we talk about this often, you know, we have, you know, we, we talked about this a lot of, you know, we're really big on gratitude and gratitude has the ability to change the mind. It really does. Especially when your mind is racing with all these other things. If you will take a moment to say a gratitude statement in your head, it really does shut down all that other stuff. Well, I think it reminds your brain that, I don't have to focus on this. Once again, what you feed is what grows. And when we're doing that and we get that stuck, that negative thing stuck in our head, Mm -hmm. then what happens is we're feeding it without realizing it. Right. 
And what I mean by that is say you're sitting there and you're worried about something that happened in the neighborhood or whatever. Then pretty soon you're looking at the news and then pretty soon from the neighborhood, it goes to your city. Then it goes to your state. Then it goes to your country. Then it goes to the world Mm -hmm. and you're feeding it and building it and building it and building it without realizing it. And you're thinking it's not in my neighborhood, but it's still that negativity. Mm -hmm. And it has an energy. And absolutely, if you give focus to it, it will take up residence. I mean, it can. So, yeah. And I think that's the really big thing is when we talk about energy and, you know, there are people who sit there and think, ooh, that's this new age stuff. No, people, energy has been talked about since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Because I think since the beginning of time, these amazing minds have understood this. Our brain is electrical. Our heart is electrical. Right. Think about it. Your heart stops. What do they do? Paddle it send electric current through it. Yeah. They jumpstart you. Mm -hmm. That's electricity. Electricity is energy. Right. Our brain neurotransmitters, it fires. There's electrical currents firing so amazingly fast right now. We can't even comprehend the speed of what our brain does. That's why we don't even always know what's going on in there. Oh, very good. Exactly. So those emotions and sometimes those underlying currents that are happening and you feel maybe a negative thing going on and maybe it's some of that stuff that's the, it's the background noise, but it's an energy and you feel it. Exactly. And that's why even on this podcast, in my years of doing therapy, it's encouraging people to find the resources. Yeah. You know, a lot of times the first resource for some people who are on this journey may be the therapist, but we are not the end. Right. We are sometimes just the beginning of this process. And, you know, it's recommending to people books, podcast, music, other people's stories, you know, whether it's in a movie, you know, some people don't want to read. Okay, well, here's this movie. Watch this movie. Watch how things have the ability to move. Yeah. And we do not stay the same. I always love that when clients come in and how was your week? The same. And I always tell them that's not possible. Yeah. Well, why not? And then we go and we talk about why that's not possible. And I think that's the thing to remember is that we are always changing. There is always something going on with us, whether we have a conscious awareness to it or not. Mm -hmm. Nothing stays the same. Yeah. Except we can stay the same in our thought processes. Mm-hmm. Even so, if it's not working and you'll, you'll stay there just because it's a it, comfort zone. Right? It's comfortable. You're right. Even though it's not maybe getting you the result that you want. That's the whole reason I think people come into therapy is because you have got to change your thinking around something. You may not have control over the situation, but you can change your reaction to it for sure. I think that's why, you know, when clients come in and, you know, we're talking and we'll be doing therapy, we'll be doing therapy, and, and, and I'll tell them, look, if you're coming in here and I'm, I'm giving you suggestions and you're using the same thing and expecting a different result, and how much of the time they will be doing that, they do not understand. And when I, I give specific verbiage or things like that, it is for a reason, right? because our verbiage, they're the semantics behind all of the words we use either trigger, everybody has different ideas about what those words mean or, and how it impacts everybody. Mm -hmm. So that's why I will very clearly say this. And I had this conversation with my client this week. I said, you got to stop using the same thing. Right. I said, you are still at the end of the day. And he'll say, well, 
it's still the same message. I said, but when we want those different results, if we want different results, we have to definitely do something different. Yeah. And I think that's where people get a little bit stuck on that is because they think, well, I, I said it this way or I yelled. I didn't yell this time, but I use the same words mm-hmm. or whatever that is. That is not changing. And sometimes it does feel, it will feel weird because it feels so foreign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, and I tell people, even sometimes you get afraid when you're starting to heal and you want to revert back because even though anxiety and depression or whatever it is that you're experiencing feels really, really bad, it's still comfortable because you under, you know it. Right. You don't know healthy. It's the chaos, you know. (laughs) Exactly. And sometimes, and people even tell me when, when, if they've had a lot of anxiety and stuff, they'll say it feels so weird when it's so quiet. It's almost like they get lonely or something, (laughs) you know? And so once again, I think those things are the things that are really important for people to understand is that change can scare you a little bit. I mean, I can honestly say, you know, in in our doing this, there are moments where I might get a little afraid. It's not afraid in a bad way, but it's it's anticipation of the unknown, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's the unfamiliar. So it feels like uncharted territory when you, you know, start to make those kinds of changes. But realizing that once you get better at it, and it's always constantly a practice. I mean, I think that you can get to a place where you you master things a little better. You know, I mean, it's always, like I say, a progression. When you get to that place, you're not feeling like you need an escape so much. You know what I mean? Because you have that that calm, that sense of peace. And I think it's interesting because we do our meditation and the last few days, it's been great. But I noticed that my meditation was being interrupted, not by negative things, but it was still being interrupted even by some positive stuff that's happening with us. And so it was like, I had the excitement of that, but I also realized I had to shut it down. And I even told myself it has its moment, but it's not now. Right. And so now I go into my meditation saying, I will do my best meditation today. And when I do that, I find that stuff kind of slows down and everything Mm -hmm. and it feels so much better and there's a sense of peace to it. And it's a calm. Yeah. Even on that, you know, when we talk about the self-analysis and the evolution of who we are, sometimes it's hard because in that evolution, sometimes we have to get, not get rid of people because I don't like to put it that way, but we have to move on from relationships and we have to, even the evaluation of that, those relationships is really important. And the flip side of that is though, the relationships you do have, nurture them. Nice. You find that you start nurturing them where I was having this conversation with Kathy G earlier in the week. And I was telling her that that was one of the things that you and I had decided is to really put more focus and stuff into the relationships. And she says, yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I think, you know, just our gratitude for those people in our lives and just taking the time we, we pause and, you know, give somebody a call and sometimes it ends up into, you know, a good hour conversation or three. Yeah. (laughs) But sometimes that's just what you need. And it turns out a lot of times it's what they need. And I think that, you know, building those relationships are really important. Those people that are supportive of you and and showing your support for them. And I think that 
in doing that, I mean, you know, sometimes we get off the phone and I just am in such a positive mm -hmm. space after that. Exactly. And I appreciate that so much. And I think that's what I mean when we're talking about that understanding that's that balance too. sometimes having to walk away from those relationships that are not benefiting either one. It's right. not just about you, but it's not benefiting them either. If it's not benefiting you, it may not be benefiting them. But realizing that just because you're walking away from that, have gratitude for the moment that it had. And then switching that, it's not like you run out and find new friends or all of that. Then you switch and you work on the friendships you already have, those relationships that are already important to you, make them a priority. Mm -hmm. So that even is a check and balance too. Yes. But you know, sometimes people will end those relationships, but they'll have a negative feel about it. Right. Don't end a relationship with a negative feel. Right. End a relationship. Don't even call it end. Call it moving on. Yeah. Because we, we do that thing, oh, it's the end. And then that brings in all these other ideas of what that's supposed to mean. Well, yeah. And not only that, I mean, you're, you're basing your decision, you know, based on the person that, that, that they are today. And just like with you, hopefully that person goes on to through their own evolution. And as they evolve, I mean, hopefully then maybe the relationship picks up again at some point. I mean, you have to realize that, you know, sometimes people have opinions about someone based on the person that you once were, and you're not that person anymore. We are at a, a time in our lives. And but I think that's why it's important to realize that we don't stay the same. Right. And when we're judging somebody who was 18 years old and, you know, now they're 40 and we're still holding on to that, we're the ones stuck. Definitely. Now, if, you know, you fast forward to 40 and they're acting the same way, then okay. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference because I think sometimes people, once again, they hold on to something in the past. We don't like, I, I'm sure we don't like it if somebody sits there and says, oh my God, you're your 18-year-old self. You're not your 18-year-old self. I'm not. You know, we're not even our 20-year-old. So, you know, as and time goes on. And once again, in this evolution, there is some changes that are taking place, hopefully. But that's the other thing on that evolution is understanding that other people get to evolve too. Mm -hmm, exactly. And sometimes we have to know when our time with somebody's done. And Kathy G and I were talking about that too. You know, as a therapist, if I'm working with the client and I feel that I have taken them to the place that I can take them, I will refer them out to somebody else who's going to take them that next step and then that next step. Yeah, like, you know? I mean, she basically was saying that you sometimes you can outgrow a therapist, you know, and I mean, that's, but that it's not an insult to no, the therapist. Absolutely not. And as a therapist, your ego should never be involved in this. And that's what I tell my clients when they come in. I say, you know what? My job is to help you get to wherever you need to be. But if we're working and you just one day come in and say, you know what? You just really suck as a therapist or whatever it is. Tell me about it. Don't ghost me or, you know, put me on red or whatever the new sayings are. Don't do any of that. Let me know. And I will tell them up from you. Let me know, because if you do, then my job is to help you find a therapist that's going to help get you where you need to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that is the important thing. That's part of that evolution. Right. That part where you don't have your ego involved in it and you realize that we all serve a purpose at a certain time. 
sometimes we're not meant to be in somebody's life forever. Yeah. That's part of that evolution. And sometimes it feel it can feel sad, but that's okay. Right. But you do that self-analysis. It's sad because the part that's sad is you miss the piece that was that growth piece. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that's important. Yeah. I think the thing is, is that in doing that self-analysis too, is once again, remembering to be kind to yourself and to understand that there are going to be times where we don't feel that evolving taking place or whatever that is, but not to become discouraged, but to understand sometimes we just need a moment to rest, reset so that we can. And also sometimes it means that we may need more inspiration. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and then it means let's go out and find something that's going to inspire us to be better. And, you know, we're so fortunate today because of our nice little electronics and stuff. We can access books very quickly. We can access podcasts. You can access therapy. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for anybody to feel like they have to be alone. Our journeys are individual to us, but we don't have to do the journey alone. Right. And I think that's the important piece. And I think people sometimes get confused with that. Mm -hmm. They think, well, it's my journey. So therefore, you know, no, everybody, you know, it's about giving that helping hand. It's about paying it forward. It's all of those things that are relevant and important. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that too much of the time, once again, we get into that headspace and it's like, we just come up against a wall. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, here I am again. I don't have the energy or the strength. But not understanding that the thoughts that we're creating in our head is the true obstacle. It is our wall. It's not something else. Yeah, I think that those thoughts are what limits us. And it doesn't have to be that way. You know, we talk, and you know, I think one of the thing that things that's cool, and you know, we talked about this, if you have somebody that you you love and care about, your best friend, whatever, your therapist, no, <laughs> talk to them. Yeah. Even sometimes, you know, we'll talk about that. And, you know, if I say to Christy, you know, you feel out of sorts, well, nothing's going on, or you'll tell me. But as soon as you tell me that, and I know that's what you're doing now too, as soon as she says that to me, I'm there thinking, wait a minute, what is she picking up? What is my energy really saying? And then I might come back to her and say, oh my God, I didn't even realize this is what's going on. And then we have that conversation. Right. That's part of that growth. But I had to do the self-analysis. I had to sit there and really think about what is she picking up on? Instead of just saying nothing, because there's even that little part in your brain that thinks, yeah, there's something, but, you know, but we'll minimize it often or, Well, I think, you know, sometimes we don't know what the feeling is, what thought it derived from, you know, sometimes there is a feeling in here, but you don't really know where it came from. And maybe it is something in the back of your mind that you're just not really tending to, but, but it's still having an effect on your energy. Yeah. On your mood. It's yeah. And sometimes we'll say, somebody will say about mood. And they're really not talking about mood. They're talking about energy. Right. They're talking about the feel of you. Mm-hmm. I love it. One of my clients the other day tells me, they always say, you know, how are you and all this? I said, I'm doing well, thank you. But I, I was slightly distracted because I was trying to finish up something for him on his note. And he goes, hmm. I go, hmm, what? He goes, your energy's, it, something's not, hmm, what's going on? <laughs> he tells me and I said, oh, well, what you were feeling was distractibility. 
you didn't feel my energy focused on you completely. Right. And he goes, what? And so I turn around, I focus completely. And he goes, he goes, oh, there you are. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's, it's really one of those things. And, you know, you can, and once again, I don't lie to my client. You know, my clients are very in tune. I don't insult them. I, none of that stuff. I am who I am. They know that. So when they say something like that, but I, I stopped and I attended to that real quickly. Oh, what is he picking up on? And then I realized it was, I was not focused. Well, and you're very intuitive anyway. And I know that even like if there's something amiss with me internally, and if you ask me something, what's going on and I tell you nothing, I know that you almost probably feel insulted that you have, you know, you know, you're picking up on something, but you're telling, I'm telling you it's nothing. So how off am I that, you know, I'm not picking up on this, right? So, and I understand that. Well, I think the thing is too, is that once again, when you're picking up on a feeling, the thing is, is if other people can pick up on it, then you learning to pick up on what's going on with you internally is super important. Because the more that you know yourself on that level, the more empowered you are, the more power you have to dictate for your life what you want it to be. Right. And I tell people, it's not to sit there and say, it's not replacing a bad thought with a good thought. We have to acknowledge and we have to hold space for whatever we're feeling. Mm -hmm. It's not about not having those feelings. It's about evolving past them. It is about being in a better place in the next moment. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that feeling bad or that it, you're trying to get rid of that. No, that's all part of life. Right. But it's not staying in that negativity because when you stay in that negativity, it really impacts us on so many different ways. It impacts us emotionally. It impacts us physically. Right. You know, people come and they'll say, oh, well, I'm doing this. And I'll say, well, you know, that's due to your anxiety. Well, I'm having an upset stomach and oftentimes people say, oh my God, I have headaches or I have shoulder aches, you know, my tummy's bothering me all the time. And a lot of time we find that it's because of anxiety. It will manifest in uh, physical ailments as well. Yeah. And, you know, being aware of that. But also, I think one of the biggest things in evolution for me is understanding that everybody's journey is their own. Mm -hmm. We are invited guests on it. And understanding I do not, do not have the power to change anybody. I only have the ability to assist if people want it. Mm -hmm. But I think people get stuck when they think it is their responsibility to change others. And parents are notorious for this. Right. Well, if my kid's having depression, it must be my fault. Or I must do this or I must do that. No, you must hold space for them. Let them know you care, but you cannot make them better. Right. And I've often had people tell me, well, if somebody's suicidal, you got to save them. First off, that's asking a lot of me or any human being. Right. Second off, I don't live that life. There's sometimes, mm -hmm. once again, I'm just an invited guest. I do my best to be present. Right. But I don't get to live their life when they're alive. How can I be responsible for those choices? I can't be. Right. We can be there for them. We can hope to empower them. We can hope to 
help them on their evolution to better health. Mm -hmm. But you cannot control them. But we cannot control others. No. And that's where stress comes from. And particularly, I think, with parents. But I think it's with anybody you love. If you see them suffering mm -hmm. or that, you know, then your anxiety goes up. Partly because you're picking up on their energy and stuff like that. And then you get caught in that conundrum again. But I think when you get to that place where you have that realization that that is not your superpower, that your only superpower is to heal yourself, to be the best version of who you are, because when you're the best version of who you are, that's going to radiate to those people around you. That's when you bring your best to the world. Exactly. Then you are present for others. Yes. And that you're, they feel that calm in you. Yeah. You know, all of those things that are really important to not only your healing, but to somebody else's healing. Yes. Bringing your best. And I think that that's the whole thing about evolution. I think that that's the main goal of evolving so that you can hold space and to be that better person for the next person. And you know, what's interesting, you know, when you often hear that saying with age comes wisdom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause you live through all of it and you learn or you hope you learn. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Well, you can be a little stubborn sometimes we call it cabezuda, but you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And well, and you're, when you're young, you know, you're full of ideas and you're full of everybody else's ideas and you know, you don't have a good sense of who you are yet. And then as you get older, you really do, you know, you hear when they say, uh, yeah, when you get older, you don't really care what people think. Mm -hmm. And to the point that it's almost cliche that people say that now, but it, it, there is something very true about it. There is. And it's because as you start to grow into yourself, it is this amazing, beautiful, wonderful journey. Mm -hmm. It is a gift that we have been given that we just don't understand yet. Exactly. And we don't understand it because we don't slow down to really focus on it. We're not doing those things that I think that are so relevant and important to us. And we live in a much hurried, more hurried world and things like that. And that's one of the reasons we were talking about this yesterday. That's one of the reasons we like to go to Mexico. It is very slow down there. Yeah. Much it slower is. pace. Everything's mañana. <laughs> mañana. Tomorrow. Yeah. No worries. Tomorrow. You know, and it is. There's just, it's a slower pace. And you kind of, it slows you down. Mm -hmm. You're almost forced to slow down. Yeah. And here we have a schedule where, you know, you're always moving to the next thing and, you know, and it's like, you don't take that time. And, you know, even like with that, I've worked on that with my schedule. I make sure I have a few minutes in between my schedule. So in between I can get up, I can get some steps, I can get a drink, I can get a snack before I didn't do that. And that was not my most healthy mm -mm. because it was literally next, 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 all day long. Right. I used to work five to six days a week. And what I found is I wasn't at my best. So the second part of, you know, when you're looking at self-analysis and evolving is boundaries. I had to set boundaries and say, you know, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. No, I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's because we realize that once again, if we're, you know, how you said, if you're not taking care of yourself, to being that your best self 
is when you can give more to others, mm -hmm. you know, and I agree totally with that. I think that boundary setting and the boundary setting is so hard for people because well, am I being selfish? No, you're not being selfish. It's self-care, not selfish, self-care. So every time that comes into your head, when you're getting ready to set a boundary and you go, oh my God, I'm being selfish. You switch that word. No, it's called self-care. Mm -hmm. It is self-care. Exactly. You're not trying to hurt somebody's feelings. But that's what you're always worried about. I'm yes. Hurt their feelings. Yeah. yeah. And when you have those relationships, and that's what I work on with my clients is, have those relationships where you're talking to those people that you care about. If you're setting a boundary, it's not about you. I just need a little bit of space. I love you. And you'll find after you set the boundary, if you stick with it, it gets easier for the other person as well. It just becomes the norm. But you have to create those boundaries so that it becomes habit, so that it is, you know, it can have that effect. And you can still have the relationship with that person, but they are going to be more accepting the more consistent you are with it. And that's really the key thing to have that consistency. Right. And you know, we're talking about self-help, consistency, consistency, consistency. You have to have it in the evolution. Right. And it doesn't mean once again, you're not going to have those days where it's like, ah, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stay in my pajamas all day and do nothing. That's okay. <laughs> that's still self-care maybe. Mm. Whatever it is, it's still a part of that process. It's not like it just goes and stops. Right. Well, we're, we're people. We're in fluctuation all the time. I know. I always tell Christy, can I just have that one day? <laughs> I just want coffee in bed. <laughs> you know? So we do. We make a, a day where we do that yeah. because it's important. Yeah. You know? Because the rest of the time, we're kind of doing stuff. We're pretty active. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we were going to go hiking, and then it snowed, and then it melted, and that was no good because I'm going to tell you right now, Muddy is not good. We would have needed waiters. <laughs> Muddy is not good. We know that because the dog went out in that and just muddied up everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, but also even in that, having an appreciation that moisture is important. So that's just kind of part of that whole process. Otherwise, you just stay cranky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and you don't want to stay cranky. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even like with that, that's an evolution before, you know, when you were younger, you might be all mad about it or something. Yeah. I think definitely evolving is about being able to keep your cool in a lot of situations. It's about that emotional intelligence and building it because it, there is freedom through that. You are able to let things go and not not pressurize yourself so much. You know what I mean? It's, I feel like that it's, that's what it's about. And you just freeing your mind. I, I think the other thing just kind of to be able to give some ideas to people is put in self-help in a search and you'll get like, I don't know, probably 30,000 pages. I don't know, but you'll also get two girls in a pod. <laughs> yeah, probably. But the thing is, is that if you find a book and you're reading it and you sit there and it doesn't resonate with you, don't stop looking. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing. People will say, oh, well, that was a stupid book or oh, that didn't help me at all. Or, no, no, no. Do not stop looking. Keep going out there. Talk to other people. If it has to be in a more different language or not, you know, it could be a different language, but different verbiage. That's more, one of the things I did was we used to, they used to teach uh, love and logic while well, the place that I worked in the community I worked, love and logic did not work with them. 
Well, mm. first off, they were pretty much more a Hispanic community. So we found a curriculum called Strengthening Families, which is more familia-based. They loved it. We had great success with it. Mm-hmm. But when I was teaching Love and Logic, they're all looking at me like, what is this? No. And I'm sure Love and Logic probably works exactly. fantastic for because some it, people. Yes, because in the other environments, it was working great. Right. But once again, it just didn't resonate. Mm-hmm. So don't stop it. Keep looking for those things that are going to resonate with you. Podcast. You know, if you're driving, podcast. If it's music, find that performer. You know, sometimes, you know, what I love about some of the kids that I work with or did is they would find these people and they loved their story. So they started listening to their music. And then this relationship started, you know, with that growth process for them. So those things are possible. Look for those people who have had a story who who is similar to yours where they started somewhere and they didn't think they could make it and then they made it. Mm-hmm. Who are the people that they listen to? Because they will, yeah, you're, they're in the telling of their story, they're going to take you on that journey of evolution and what it took, the mindset that they had to adapt to, to get to where they are. But even in reading all of these books, not everything in a book will even be for you. Mm-hmm. Not everything in this podcast will be for you. Right. I'll, even with my clients, I'll tell them in our 50 some minute session, not everything that I say will resonate with you. But my goodness, if one thing resonates with you, take that thing that resonates with you, use it, have that tool and see where it takes you. And then from that tool, it builds to the next one into the next one. Yeah. So enjoy your journey. Enjoy your evolution. Don't be afraid of self-analysis. Don't be afraid of awareness, that self-awareness that we have. Mm-hmm. Hold space for it for that time that it needs. And then move away from it and just have your growth. Find the things that resonate with you on this journey. Yeah. The things that bring you joy. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Yeah. We look forward to being back next week. As always, we hope you guys have a great week. And remember, be kind, pay it forward, role model those great behaviors for other people. Everybody needs a role model. Everybody needs a kind word. So goodbye, and we will see you next week. Bye.